0: All right. Are you ready?
1: I am so ready.
0: Episode number 72. Yes. Coming at you. Right now. (laughs) So this was a really fun episode. We actually got interviewed by another podcast.
1: We did, and it was our first one.
0: Yeah, I mean, the first time somebody came to us and said, Pedro Tink, you guys are so fucking awesome. We want to interview you. Okay, that's not what they said, but was,
1: I mean, they were interested in us.
0: <laughs> that's what I heard.
1: That's what you heard.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: I like what you heard.
0: My big head got even bigger.
1: Okay. What about your little head?
0: No, I'm still little. So uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we got interviewed by Ruin Willow. Yes. Who does the Oh Fuck Yeah podcast.
1: I absolutely love that freaking name. I, oh my God, I just
0: love it. (laughs) And uh, she puts out a great podcast. She has a bunch of uh, uh, different people that she interviews um, all throughout, you know, the kink and BDSM and uh, adult industry Mm -hmm. and all that. And then one of my favorite parts is she is also an erotica author and she reads some short stories On her podcast.
1: Which you had said is very, very spicy. And I caught some glimpses of it. And, oh, man. That is definitely something where you want to put your little AirPods in and make sure no one else hears.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because it's (laughs) fucking spicy. Very. But we had such a fun time talking to her. Um, It was a blast. We talked for almost two hours. We did. The show's not going to be two hours. But we talked to her for almost two hours. She's so fun to talk to. And... You know I feel like having you know that interview on our show will be a nice little like refresher for people, mm-hmm. you know, if they haven't gone all the way back to episode one because we talk about a lot of the beginning of our dynamics,
1: yeah, because she asked a lot about you know us and how we got into things. So it was kind of like a an in-depth version of our recaps,
0: yeah. so I mean, there's a lot of new stuff involved. Mm -hmm. So it's not like just all the shit that we've already talked about, but the way that it was presented to us and, you know, the questions were asked of us. I feel like it's a good, um, like a good way for people to learn even more about us and our dynamics. So I think
1: so. And I think it was a great way, the way she had it broken down for people. They'll be able to follow.
0: Absolutely. So I hope everyone's going to enjoy this and, the interview will start right after the intro music. It's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink, e and and Kink Podcast.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm so excited. I have this amazing couple to talk to, and we're going to learn all about what they do and their podcasters, too. So I'm super excited. I love talking to other podcasters. It's so much fun. I want to welcome Pedro and Tink to the podcast. Hello. Hello. How are you?
0: Hello, ma'am. How are you this evening?
2: I am good. How are you both doing?
0: I'm doing excellent, Uh, sitting here next to my lovely wife, who is all dressed up and uh, looking beautiful. So, thank you. It's an amazing night, and I get to talk to you, which is even better.
1: What
2: we've been looking forward to all week.
0: It has been.
2: I know. I'm excited to talk to you guys, too. So tell us about your podcast a little bit, share a little bit about yourselves, and we just were excited to know.
0: Sure. Um, We host the Kitchen Sink, ENM, and Kink Podcast. It is centered on ethical non-monogamy, so all forms of that, swinging, open relationships, polyamory, um, and all the other smaller niches under those umbrellas. And then, of course, we talk about the kink world and the BDSM world.
2: So fascinating. So, you know, some people come into this, and they come and talk on my show, and they've been in doing this type of stuff for years. Some people are new. Where are you on that scale?
1: So we have been in the lifestyle together for uh, going on almost 10 years.
0: And mm,
1: wow. we have been in the BDSM lifestyle for the last, actually, almost 10 years now, too. Um, mm. However, Pedro's been in a lot longer than I have been. Um, you're going on, what, 22 years?
0: Uh, something like that.
1: Right. Um, so he introduced it to me when we first started kind of got together um 10 years ago. Um that kind of started out how we kind of got into the life of the alternative lifestyles. Um and then about a year or so into us dating is when we got into the swinging and then probably about 5 years in is when we started or about 4 years in we started doing more like polyamory type of relationships where we ended up, you know, having a girlfriend together.
2: Mm, very nice. That's so cool. That's so much fun. So when you, when he was bringing this up, were you like, totally like, yes. Or were you like, oh my gosh, <laughs> were you like shocked? Or was it like, yeah, baby. How what was that for you?
1: So it was kind of like a combination of two different things because like, I felt like I was kind of a kinky girl, but my version of like kinky was like handcuffs and like a little <laughs> bit of like ass smacking. It was very mm-hmm. generic versus what the actual realm of BDSM was that he let me into and kind of, you know, showed me the way. And it was, I mean, I was definitely intrigued by it. And I've come across it actually on some, you know, the adult naughty sites and You know, people that I was around were like, oh, my God, what is this? And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? (laughs) Like, totally different reactions. So then when he (laughs) came across and showed it to me, I was just like, oh, so wait, This is what I'm going to experience. Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, and the thing is, I had gotten out of a 15-year relationship slash marriage. And Mm. when I started dating again, I told everybody that, you know, I was potentially – interested in that I'm heavily into BDSM I'm yeah. non-monogamous and if they're cool with that then we can continue getting to know each other if not we shouldn't waste each other's time and right I told Tink that within the first couple weeks yeah and she was like well I'm definitely down with the BDSM stuff but you know I think I want to try the non-monogamy but I'll have to see how I feel about that later on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was one of those where like I was curious about it, but I wasn't exactly sure how it all works and, you know, how you kind of got involved with that and like the different emotions that you go through. So I was like, we'll tread lightly. And I think that's where we decided to try the swinging first to kind of get my Mm. foot in the door to experience what it would be like with, you know, other people. Right.
0: Mm hmm. And then from there we evolved into polyamory and we've tried just about every like swing dynamic that there is. We have. Um, and as far as polyamory goes, we have uh, dated a woman together. I've dated women separately. Um, Tink has not yet because she has a hard time finding her type of woman. Oh, okay, And mm-hmm. sure. when it comes to men, it's it's difficult for her to find a boyfriend because she has a dominant man in me, so she wants a submissive yeah. man as mm-hmm. a boyfriend, and mm-hmm. that's very hard to find.
1: Yeah, because it's definitely it's a trick, I would say, um, and I haven't quite come across that. So I'm not writing it off, but I'm more leaning more for having like a girlfriend on my own, and sure. maybe eventually something will come along. It just, you know, I haven't passed, I haven't crossed that path yet.
2: Right. So you're kind of feeling like you, you wouldn't want another dominant male in your life. Is that something that you've always felt or is it something that you kind of just like figured out? Like, is that something like that's a core importance to you?
1: That's how I've always felt just because mm. our relationship between Pedro and I and in our BDSM life, he is my dominant and, mm-hmm. I don't, in respect for my relationship with him in that aspect, there is no mm-hmm. place for that with an outside, sure. uh, you know, boyfriend. Um, it would not work. And there, it's a, we've had discussed it before, too, where there's a lot of, you know, what would we do for... You know, if I, you know, go on a date and, you know, I go back to the, the boyfriend's house and he wants to be rough and he wants me to like call him daddy mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, we might have to punt the brakes there. <laughs> like, that's not <laughs> what I would call you. <laughs> and we wouldn't really be in, like that rough kind of thing. Like, I'm more on that. Like, I kind of want to dominate you kind of thing. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. So do you kind of think of yourself as a
1: switch in, in different situations or maybe with different people? Yes, definitely. Um, I've come, I forget how, how long ago it was that we started realizing that I had some switch tendencies and mm-hmm. now it's, it's very evident. And I definitely am a switch when it comes to like playing it in situations with males and females, mm. I go back and forth. It just depends on my chemistry with her.
2: Sure. That makes sense. Yeah, I think...
0: Did we lose you? Uh-oh. Did it drop out? I think so. It says that you're muted. Okay, now you're unmuted.
2: Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, yes. Ah, I'm so sorry.
1: It's okay.
2: I don't know. It's got to be my stupid laptop. I don't know. Okay, where were we? Oh, we were talking about evolving. Yes. Do you feel like you're um is
1: still evolving? Or do you feel like you're, like, settled... I feel like I'm settled now. Um, Like, I feel like I've kind of come like full circle as far as who I kind of identify as in, you know, the poly world as far as being in the BDSM realm with Pedro. And then, you know, when we do go into the ventures of swinging, like I kind of I found my ground and Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable there and I'm I'm very confident in it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I'm always kind of evolving But Mm -hmm. because I've been doing this a lot longer than her, um, I feel like for me to evolve, it's like I have to do crazy shit.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, because it's
0: like I've kind of been there, done that. So now that I just turned 40, now I'm kind of pushing my boundaries to all those things that whenever I was younger, you know, I was like, yeah, that's never going to happen. Where now I'm like, eh, fuck it, let's give it a shot. (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's awesome. And I think for people, do you you feel like, I think for everyone it's going to be different, but you know, for someone just starting out in this, it kind of seems daunting to think, to hear you say that you're still kind of evolving, to think that they have to wait 10 years to evolve. But I don't know, is that a bad thing? I mean, I don't think it's bad for us to grow and change and experiment, right?
0: Not at all. I mean, and what we talk about often on our podcast is when new people come in, there's kind of like an evolution chain for swinging. Mm -hmm. A lot of couples come in as unicorn hunters. You know, they only want to play Uh, with a single female and Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have an issue with that. That's how we started. But I feel like you have to evolve eventually because Mm -hmm. you know, being a unicorn hunter, a lot of times people aren't very ethical about it and that becomes an issue Whereas, if you evolve from being a unicorn hunter to, you know, perhaps soft swapping with couples and then full swapping and then going off on the various, you know, other paths of hot wifing and hot husbands and open relationships and, you know, solo play, then you grow as a person and as a couple. But mm-hmm. if you stay in one spot, I mean, you're either going to get burnout or you're going to start running that cycle of being that unethical couple that, you know, people don't really want to associate with.
2: Right. Yeah. And so, you know, everybody talks about unicorns are hard to find. So you're finding it's also hard to find a submissive male. It sounds like.
0: It is hard to find a submissive male that is openly submissive.
1: Yes. That, yeah. that is the key mm, word is being open about that. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, cuz everybody does, you know, like they want to be that alpha male, right? Which mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the term alpha, but when guys are in an environment where there's basically competition for women, they mm-hmm. don't want to feel like they are subpar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, right. They don't give off that, you know, submissive energy, and a lot of times what happens because they are naturally submissive men, it just seems awkward that they're trying to be more dominant
1: yeah Mm -hmm. definitely
0: um but like for tink if she sees a submissive guy especially one that's confident in that role oh i love it she's like (laughs) Like, she can't wait to go grab her strap on you know like go attack the guy
1: yes i'm like i'm ready let's go
2: Yes. I mean, I totally get it because I, I just recently interviewed a man who is a submissive male and he is, he's really amazing. So he has this whole support group for submissive men. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, the, the like you said, it's it's the society looks at it and he, they you have to get over that feeling of I'm lesser if I'm a submissive male because of our, our culture and our society kind of look at that as lesser. Right. And so you know, and he, he's really amazing. He's written two books about his experiences and, but he's been through a lot because he came up to his family and, you know, hell broke loose, right? Oh yeah. yeah so, sure. <laughs> but I think it's really cool what he does because, because of that whole cultural thing, as the whole network and community of submissive men that can like talk to each other and grow and maybe, you know, maybe start to feel a little bit okay about how they are.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, as a dominant, you know, i have the utmost respect for submissive men because mm-hmm. when i was learning to be a dominant, i had to go through and train as a submissive. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. back when i started in BDSM, you know, it was still hush hush underground, you know, in people's basements, you know, is where they would have lunches yeah. and, you know, stuff like that. and i had to be a submissive to a 60 something year old dude.
1: Yeah, and that had to be mm. really hard.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I was 17, 18.
1: Oh, Oh, wow. So,
0: like, I know how hard it is to be a submissive Mm because it is not in my nature at all.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Even harder than. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, for someone to embrace that and be like, this is what gives me power. I mean, I have nothing but respect for that.
2: Mm Right. Right. Yeah, and you know, I think the outside world just really doesn't get it. So many people look in that don't understand it, and they think that the submissive has no power, right? And it's you know, like that's what people think. And you know, that big movie that we won't name. (laughs) (laughs) I like to call it that because (laughs) we all know exactly what movie
1: that is.
2: (laughs) I mean, you know, in some ways it's good because it brought that to the forefront, but in Mm. a lot of ways it it was it.
1: Fucked up. People yeah. are just. It
0: definitely colorist. gave people the wrong impression. It really did of the BDSM mm-hmm. lifestyle. Yeah.
1: But mm-hmm. we really are the submissive is the one who is con- in control, and you know yeah, they yeah. they're the ones that make the call. Well,
0: yeah, because without the exchange of power, mm-hmm. there is no dominance. So, yeah. Many, you know, there
1: cannot it can't exist.
0: <laughs> anybody you yeah. know that claims to be you know a dominant or a master or whatever they feel like calling themselves that day you know, without the gift of submission and that power exchange, Mm -hmm. you're just a guy that has an ego.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or you're abusive. If you don't have full consent, you know, you're just an abuser. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's interesting how people still have that wrong opinion. And it's just crazy to me to know that how different there's so much more consent built into it And people on the outside think it's the exact opposite.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, for instance, when I was training Tink to be a submissive, we did the whole written contract and everything. I mean, oh. and mm-hmm. obviously, it is not a legal binding document, but it lays out for us.
1: Like the expectations. What and-
0: my expectations mm-hmm. were, what her limits were, what my limits were. Mm-hmm. And it gave us something to work towards. Yeah. You know, it set goals along with boundaries. So that that was like a great tool for us when she was learning, mm-hmm. because within six months, you know, all those hard limits. You know, there was a page of them. It was like now Just she's like cut in half. Yeah, she's like, uh, no, <laughs> I like that now.
1: Yeah, and now <laughs> right. I only have like one that we don't do. <laughs> I think maybe mm. two. And I think it's because we both agree on one of them and there's another one that I'm not okay with. And you're kind of like, it's not really my thing. I don't mind doing it. So it's not that big of a deal if we don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it has, it has definitely dwindled down to like nothing.
0: <laughs> right. But I couldn't yes. be the dominant that I am without, you know, her trusting me and giving me that power mm-hmm. over her. Yep. So, I mean, as a dominant, you have to be thankful and grateful for the gift of submission. Yes,
1: and yeah. it is something that yeah. is earned. It's not something that you take, right? And it's not just
2: a given. Like I had an, an author on once who does sex ed, and he's written some books. And the way he described it is, you have like this playground that has a fence around it, and it starts small. And the more that trust grows, that that fence can. Widen out and the scope can get bigger and bigger. But if you don't have that trust, that fence ain't going anywhere, baby. Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: And if you have, you know, a great relationship, that fence turns into, you know, a Yellowstone Ranch.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. So would you guys be willing to share some of the things that you love to do, like your favorite acts? Or is that sure. not something that you you want to keep it private? Or do oh, you, no, are we you guys are.
0: We are open books. Um, if people listen to our podcast, they will probably learn more than they want to know. about us. <laughs> but for me, um, one of my favorite things is impact play. Mm-hmm. All forms of it. I also love degradation and humiliation, and I'm a big fan of knife play. Gotcha. So those are like my top four or five.
1: And for me, I am definitely enjoying the receiving aspect of the impact play because I am a masochist, but I'm Mm -hmm. a very different masochist because in most cases, the masochists love the pain. They get off on pain. I will Mm. suffer through my pain and, and I say suffer because it's, it's a guilty suffer. Like I know what I'm going to get as my reward in the end, which is all of my bruises. That is something Mm. that I love to be able to look at for sometimes two weeks, depending on how much our, (laughs) our session has uh, beaten up my ass. Um, So that is definitely one of the things that I like. Um, I also do enjoy being degraded. And mm-hmm. I've also enjoyed, you know, getting to switch into my role as a dame and being able to be on that role of, you know, dominating over somebody and also pegging. So that has been my ultimate enjoyment.
0: <laughs> well, your two favorite, you know, kinks as far as being a dominant is probably pegging and peeing on people. <gasps>
1: Oh, how could I forget that? Oh, my gosh, yes.
2: Golden showers. Yes! Baby. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I get so excited no. over those.
2: So is this something that you, like, had fantasies about with for years, or is it something like all of a sudden you're, like, just like all of a sudden wow I I, I like this or was it something you thought about because you know people have fantasies or things that they masturbate to for years that they don't actually necessarily do so was it like that for you or was it totally just all of a sudden one day oh I'm gonna try this oh I love it
1: so the golden shower aspect definitely was something that just kind of it occurred one time and it was mm. like I was asked mm-hmm. like would you pee on me and I was like I mean, I'm not opposed, but I've never really thought about doing it. Like Pedro has peed on me before. We used to take showers Mm -hmm. together. We don't anymore because I take showers from hell. And he thought it was always funny to pee on me because, you know, he loves to degrade people. And he would just be like, hey, look, and just pee on me. And I was like, okay, great. Thanks. Um, But for me to do it to somebody else, I never really thought that I would get any kind of enjoyment out of that. And then the first time I did it, I was like, oh, what is this? Oh, this was kind of fun. And then I did it again that night. And then now it's just become a thing where anybody who is like, oh, my God, i love to watch you pee or I would love for you to pee on me. I'm like, all right, go somewhere. I'll go pee on you right now.
0: (laughs) And she can because she literally pees like every 30 seconds. I can drink like a small glass of water and I got to go.
2: Yes. I know. I know. I have to be careful if I'm going on a long road trip. I'm like,
1: okay, I better not drink too much yeah. because I don't want to be stopping all I the won't, time. I won't drink at all before we're traveling because I just know. Like we were on a plane going, to, going home from Vegas and I literally got on the plane and was like, I got to pee. But I was like, we didn't even leave yet.
0: <laughs> and I'm the complete opposite. Like if somebody wants me to pee on them, you can't. I have to plan this well in advance because <laughs> I'm going to need like – Three gallons of water before I can actually pee.
1: I know it's crazy how you do not have to go as often as us. And then as far as like, it is really funny. You're just you're just something else over there. (laughs) I don't have to
2: plan at all, right?
1: (laughs) Be like, give me five minutes. I got to go again. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Just a matter of a few minutes. It won't be long, right? So, how how about you, Pedro? Did you find that you fantasize about this stuff before you did it, or was it that? You just tried stuff and then are like oh i really like it
0: well like, I what was the build up? i didn't have the opportunity to really mm. think about this stuff because i was so young when i started yeah um, you were you know because yeah. i was in the army i dropped out of high school went in the army and i met a 26 year old woman you know and i dated her and she was really into bdsm and that's how mm. i got my start yeah. so it was really hard for me you know, when she was telling me all these things that she wanted me to do to her, you know, and then like the worst part was when I finally started learning to do these things, I couldn't because I was still training as a submissive before I could become a Mm. dominant. So Mm. now I'm like all turned on about it (laughs) and I can't do anything (laughs) about it. But once I finally got the opportunity, you know, to act as a dominant, it was like an instant, yep, this is what I'm supposed to do.
2: Mm-hmm. So I've interviewed several people who are, are dominants and they're doms and all of them so far that I've talked to have said they felt like this was something that is innate in them, how they just are. It wasn't something that they like necessarily, you could learn how to do it better, but they felt like it had an innate piece to who they are. Do you feel that way as well?
0: I definitely do. Uh, the The only thing that I will add to that is, you know, because I'm an 80s baby. So that was when I was a teenager. They were really starting to push, you know, being respectful to women and,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you you know, you don't hit girls and all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, so by the time I was a late teen and getting into this and, you know, my girlfriend was like, yeah, I want you to punch me in the face. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Right. I'm like, I'm going right. to fucking jail. You know, like, that's yeah. the only thing I could mm-hmm. think of is I'm going to jail. But mm-hmm. then after I learned and I saw everything in practice, I was like, oh, shit. Yes, this is what I was made to do.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't you feel that way about being a submissive as well, Tank?
1: I do. It's just innate in you. Yeah. Especially, like, towards, like, Pedro. I mean, he's definitely was mm-hmm. the one who kind of... He gave me that security to trust him to give him my submission where like I've dated guys who like they weren't per se being dominance, but, you know, they wanted to be that quote unquote alpha male towards a female. So Mm -hmm. like I was not really feeling any of that where he kind of opened this door for me that was always there. It just there wasn't the right person holding the key to open that door. And then Mm -hmm. we learned then, you know, about me becoming a switch, which he kind of said he saw it coming as the years went by. And I don't know mm -hmm. if that's because, you know, I I was a submissive for so long and, you know, saw him as the dominant and saw like his role and wanted a taste of it. I'm not really sure.
0: Well, I feel like Mm -hmm. I I saw it early on just because of your personality.
1: Mm. Mm. So I just wasn't aware of it at the time.
0: Right. And you were still learning, you know, submission. So right. I didn't want to, you know, bombard you with, Hey, let's teach you how to be a dominant now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: You know, so like I actually just started training her be almost a year now. I think so. Um, To where she tells me what she wants to do as a dominant mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I teach her how to do it. And then I become her submissive so that she can mm-hmm. practice on me so she doesn't hurt anybody else, um, which is not fun for me.
1: No. <laughs>
2: right, right. Because that yeah, puts I mean, me I right back in that. I talked to another couple that is kind of, they are doing the same exact thing that you're doing. And it was the same thing that he saw something in her and she it's just started to grow a little bit. And he would be her, yeah, her, her submissive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting that you guys are doing the same thing. And it makes sense. But, yeah, I mean, it's gotta be against your nature obviously oh yeah i mean
0: (laughs) if if anything says i love this woman
1: it's being submissive to her (laughs) well thank you exactly i love you daddy
0: (laughs) but yeah i mean it's it's definitely been fun though to see her grow and learn and um like whenever she has a scene with like another guy Mm -hmm. i love to watch Like whether it's in person or if they video record it because I'm like a proud papa. Yeah.
2: Look what I taught her. She's so good, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. I love how you complimented her right away when you guys started too. That was really awesome.
0: thank you. I mean, she is my world, so I mean Yeah. Like without her, none of this would be possible because Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't want to do all this stuff on my own. Like Yeah, I'd probably move to the mountains and just be be a hermit, a
2: little mountain man. (laughs) Yeah. Mountain man. I was going to say that too. be a mountain man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I could see you doing that.
0: Yeah. Like that's the other side of my personality. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm either Mm -hmm. the life of the party Mm -hmm. or I don't want to be around anybody.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's one or the other.
0: (laughs) And I could do either forever.
2: Oh, wow. That's amazing. So so it's interesting how we we, as we grow and as we mature, we find out these kind of things about ourselves. What else has surprised you both about yourselves as you're getting to the ages that you are?
1: Hmm.
0: That's a good question. Um, Well, I think the biggest thing that has surprised me is, like I said earlier, that I'm more willing now to try the things that when I was younger, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, hell no.
2: Right.
0: You know, because like i'm I'm forty years old now. um I found out a week or two ago I have blood cancer, so I'm just at this point in my life where I'm like, I don't give a shit anymore, you know, like yeah, I'm gonna do all the things
2: <laughs> you're gonna live life to the fullest, yep. right
0: I mean, you might you as well
2: do what you wanna do, exactly. That's, that's definitely a wake up call. I'm sorry you're dealing with that. That's horrible. But yeah, I can, I I think I would feel the same way if I was given that news. Like I I need to do what I want to do and what I need to do like now.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, I I may have 10 to 25 more years, but Mm
2: -hmm.
0: what if I don't, you know, and I don't want to die knowing Well, you know, maybe you should have got pegged in the ass once. Maybe it would have been cool. (laughs)
2: Right. Exactly. You know. You know, you hear those stories of people who say, oh, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have. Yeah. You you just don't want to be, you don't want too much of that.
0: No, I I don't want any of that.
2: Yeah. Well, me neither. (laughs) You
0: know, so whatever pops into my little brain. You're like, I want that to happen like now. I'm just going to go for it. I'll think about it afterwards. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I think for me as I, I mean, I'm eight years younger than you. So I'm not in that like, okay, I'm getting older. Cause I don't really foresee myself getting older, even though obviously each year I am, it's reality. Mm -hmm. I keep telling myself I'm just aging like fine wine. It's okay.
2: That's right. (laughs) But I see
1: it now that in our swing journey, in our polyamorous relationships and in our BDSM lifestyle that we share together that there's no reason to hold back and if there's something that you want to try or there's something that has always intrigued you or something even new that just kind of like you know popped up on your social media that you're like oh I kind of like that that was really hot Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you only live once and, you know, if you can make it work somehow with your schedule, with work, whatever, make it happen.
0: Well, what's an example that you have done lately?
1: What I have done yeah. lately? Well, I mean, I guess what has been the most recent thing is the whole, like being more active in my switch role and mm. actually getting to Play with other men besides you, because I mean I know you don't really want to be the submissive. So what I've come across the other ones that aren't you, obviously, it's been it's been thrilling because it's something new, and I get to kind of hone in on this new identity that is me that's always been me. Interesting.
2: (laughs) Interesting. It is very interesting. I think it's fascinating. And so you, so when you were younger, you really had, you said you really had no clue that you might be a switch or was it just not even on your radar at all?
1: This being a switch was not on my radar at all.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I mean, when we talked about it, when we, when he started, you know, to say, hey, kind of think this is something that you might be. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I was thinking like when I was younger and I was playing with friends, that I saw where that potentially could have been where I was being dominant. But not, it didn't click in my head. I mean, but I also didn't, it didn't click in my head either when I, when I was bisexual (laughs) because I denied it for so long. And Pedro was like, um, no, if you like a pussy, you were definitely bi.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry there. Yeah,
1: pretty much. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, you have a point. (laughs) I guess that is what it is. See, like I knew when I was
2: 13, I was attracted to women and men and I never, I I never acted on it, but I knew that I had attraction to both of them. Mm -hmm. But that was something that I just like, I was like, when I turned 13, I was like, uh, oh, you know, like it was like this awareness that like just woke up in me. But I know everyone's different about that. And I, I, I didn't necessarily deny it. I just never really exercised it.
1: Yeah. Like I had always... Like I was really close with one of my childhood friends and, you know, we did things together, but like I never put two and two together as far as it being like you exploring your bisexual side. And Mm. then like, as I went through high school, I had, I guess you could say girl crushes on some of my friends. One that I had Mm -hmm. gotten really close with, we made out at a party and like it did something for me internally where I was like, okay, I really liked this. Um, but she had ended up denying it, so I ended up just kind of mm. burying it for years until Pedro mm-hmm. and I got together, and we were talking about things, and then started going into the swing lifestyle. And you know, obviously, I'm around all these beautiful women, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, you're definitely by if you're checking out these <laughs> women and you're wanting to do these things with these women." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, so basically, I I buried it for so long that I was in, almost in denial that it had even existed." Until so we were back in it and it was right in front of me again.
2: And the other thing I like to ask people, that's it's totally fascinating. I think that, I, I, you know, I think that's so true. And I think sometimes people don't really realize something until they're actually doing it. Mm-hmm. But the question I wanted to ask was, so some people feel like they have some sort of a trigger at some point in their youth that brought on their turn-ons and other people can't pinpoint that. Like for instance, I had a man who came on my show that had a total fascination with women's feet. He had the the foot fetish thing and Mm
1: -hmm.
2: loved foot worship and stuff. And he remembers sitting under the table with when his mom and her friends would like have tea and cookies in the afternoon. And he would sit under that table at their feet. And he thinks that's what brought it on. Do either of you feel like you have such an experience that triggered your current turn-ons?
0: Uh for me I can't pinpoint anything um I just remember being very sexual at a very early age. Um mm-hmm. like I can remember being as young as 5 or 6 and like masturbating in bed. You know like mm-hmm. I I didn't even ejaculate then but mm-hmm. you know you get to the point of orgasm and you're like that felt really good. Mm-hmm. And then, as I got a little bit older, I found my dad's, you know, uh, playboys and <laughs> hustlers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I was like, yep, I like this, you know. <laughs> and, I mean, so from a very early age, I was, you know, a sexual being. And all throughout, you know, high school and stuff, I mean, I was fairly active uh, sexually. I lost my virginity at 12. Oh, wow. Wow. To a girl that was in high school because mm. i've been this big since I was like <laughs> twelve or thirteen <laughs> so you know, and I always hung out with you know my cousin who was seven years older than me, so I was going to mm. high school parties when I was just in like sixth seventh grade um, oh, wow, so that kind of just kept feeding you know that sexual energy that I had from the time I was young and um, When I started watching porn and stuff after, you know, I got out of high school and all that, I had like really weird tastes. I mean, like I was always into like the hardcore stuff. Mm. And so that's probably where, you know, like my uh, degradation and humiliation and impact play and all that stuff kind of came into play. I just didn't mm-hmm. realize that there was actually women out there that wanted that until I got into the BDSM world hmm right so that's how I got started
1: <laughs> I'm not really sure for me per se what kind of kinks that I have now that I might have come across when I was younger I do know one would be the like I'm gonna say it's like a daddy kink because I always want to be that good girl and I mm. want to please so mm-hmm. I kind of feel like there was at some point in my life where it wasn't that I wasn't good enough, but it was that I needed to feel like I made that person who was above me proud and happy Mm. and fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where like calling Pedro daddy and well, sir, when I'm supposed to be appropriate, (laughs) um, (laughs) I kind of feel like that's where that stemmed from. But as far as my any of my other kinks, I think they just kinda of came along, uh, as I got older and was, you know, brought into the BDSM lifestyle and had to learn about everything and went, Oh, okay, this this intrigues me. So
2: fascinating. And and it seems everyone has a different story. Like some people can pinpoint it to a particular occurrence or feelings they had or you know, things they did, like the first sexual things that they did. Mm -hmm. And I I think too, when things like you said, when you were masturbating at a very young age, I think the younger you are, it's kind of like, it just kind of gets ingrained in your head a little bit somehow. You know, do do either of you feel that way?
0: Absolutely. Because Mm -hmm. I mean, like I knew what I was doing (laughs) even Mm -hmm. at five or six, you know, because I knew when I had to like, stop or freeze if I heard, like, my parents coming down the hall or something. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know, so it's not like I was just like, oh, what's this thing between my legs? That feels good. Like, I knew what I was (laughs) doing. And um, just from there, like, I wanted to experience anything and everything that made my dick feel good. (laughs) Yeah.
1: -hmm. I think for me, I've done things like, where a lot of things were always like clit stimulated for me. So like there was a lot of like rubbing up against things. Oh, and humping pillows. I don't know what was up with that. But I remember oh, there was me this- too.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Yeah. Was this a girl thing? Like I don't know. I know <laughs> how
2: it stemmed for me, but you say how it stemmed for you? Or you don't really know. You just like the feel, right?
1: Yeah, I like the feel. And I mean, I did have one time where maybe one of my best friends when we were younger, we totally were humping pillows for a good good hot minute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and there's certain pillows that are good and certain pillows that suck, right? Yes. Yes. You need a little bit firmer pillow. The squishy pillows suck. Yeah. suck no. Those the the squishy pillows do, do not, me me not work. No. No. They're too squishy. They need to be a little bit like firm or hard. Otherwise, they're just like dumb. Like, just as like nothing.
1: Yeah. And if they have like, if they're wide enough where you have more of like a straddle to it, like mm-hmm. that would be perfect. Like there was one that I used. It was, it literally reminded me of like Nemo, but that's what I used.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to. That's like my first violate. sex toy. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. I used to violate my stuffed animals.
1: You violated just like yeah. animals because they were soft. You did too. Aww. Well, yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean that and my GI Joe sleeping bag was very soft on the inside.
1: Oh, this is how we got onto the topic it. of how he steals my blankets.
0: Oh yeah, she <laughs> oh. she loves like soft fuzzy blankets. I
1: do. Okay.
0: And now, like we test toys out for uh, companies, right? Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I have a a tote like a big thirty gallon tote of yeah. like male sex toys. <laughs> No, I would wow. much rather just grab one of her, fl- her f- fuzzy blankets <laughs> and like uh-huh. wrap it around my cock.
2: Oh, wow. Really?
1: Yeah. Interesting. So when I'm cold, now the joke is I have to ask him, did you use this to rub your cock? Because I need to know <laughs> if I'm going to be smelling Pedro in my face.
0: <laughs> I don't right. come. Am in I them. Gonna, like, I
1: know you don't cover them, but right. I mean, like your skin, like. Your manly
0: odor. You saying I smell bad?
1: No, I'm just <laughs> saying like, oh,
2: manly odor. She
1: said manly. Yeah, odor? it's a manly thing, right? odor. Like, I need to know. Am I going to be smelling that? Like,
0: I mean, there's a good
1: possibility. <laughs> I'm all about Speaking it. Speaking of sex toys,
2: what's one of your favorite sex toys? Both of you say one of your favorite sex toys.
0: I'll let her go first because she has okay. a bajillion.
1: I was going to say I have like a list.
0: You sure you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead.
1: All right, so my favorite sex toy i have two i can't i cannot narrow it down because they do two totally different things but they get the job Mm. done so the first one is the rose and oh gosh yes hello yeah that thing like i mean literally like three seconds and i'm done already i'm like okay well now i'm time to take my nap isn't it right yeah yeah. it's crazy so that one's got to be number one i can't help it and then I have another one that I was gifted by a fan, and mm. he gave it to me. And it's, I believe it's called the Lick Thruster. And it's this little mm. green thing. It fits in my hand. It's so small, but it's mm. curved with, and it's a very soft silicone, and it's a clip vibrator. So you can take it anywhere with you. Nobody's really going to mm. know what it is. Well, they probably would, but. I could take it anywhere with with traveling and it would be fine. But Mm -hmm. again, I can use it on my clit. I can use it on my nipples and it gets the job done. And not as fast as the rose, but within, I would say, a minute. No, no more.
2: (laughs) See, this is why I think all these people that talk about it takes 20 minutes to warm up a woman are full of shit. Because (laughs) I can come so fast when the fucking rose without any foreplay or nothing it's all about the right stimulation in the right way at the right time the right strength the right everything yes i don't take 20 minutes with the fucking rose (laughs) hell no no i'll
0: agree with that because talking about like i can (laughs) get her off with oral sometimes in 30 seconds to a minute
1: yeah yeah you know
0: like and that's the first thing we do f- to build things up is you know like i'll go down on her mm-hmm. she'll go down on me yeah and right. by the time we actually do anything she's pretty much spent already
1: i am like you literally will go down on me i'll come right away and then you'll continue because you just love to do pleasure torture and i'm just yeah. sitting there like okay i don't know if i can really do anymore And you're like okay now i'll just fuck you and i'm like oh okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Sue. I think all these people that are saying this,
2: all these women that are saying this, they're just not getting stimulated the way they need to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of women don't know their own bodies. Yeah. So yes. they can't even, you know, mm-hmm. let a male or a female know, like, hey, I want you to do this.
1: Yeah. Like, this is my spot. Right. Because not every female is going to be the same. Because, you know, there are women who are right. clit stimulated, then there's ones that are more penetration. And yes. like I'm very minimal penetration, but it can happen mm-hmm. if you get that right spot. But if you don't have the equipment, you're not going to get that right spot.
0: Well, you have two spots. I right? do have two spots internally,
1: which, which we've come. <laughs> we've learned about.
0: And you also are very anally stimulated. I am. So mm. yeah, that's another one. <laughs> like if someone is having a hard time with her. Mm hmm. Literally, all they have to do is start playing with her asshole. Yeah. And she'll pretty oh, much okay. come.
1: It's like a push button.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice so, to know your push buttons, you, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So,
0: I mean, pro tip for anybody that plays with Tink. Um, now, for me, <laughs> I think my favorite toy would probably be, um, it's this, like, male stroker that mm. is motorized. And okay. Okay. I didn't think I was going to like it at all because it, it feels and looks cheesy, mm. but it has a silicone like ring that has nubs on, on the inside and it doesn't go very deep. It's only like three inches deep, right. but it goes in a circle. So it goes mm. around your dick. <laughs> oh and, wow. Okay. And just if you like just one
2: strip like, like how long, like yeah, inch, two inches,
0: it's like a three inch wide strip. Okay. And you just put your cock in there and it just mm-hmm. swirls around it. Huh. I thought I was going to hate it, but I don't think I lasted 30 seconds with that thing.
2: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Well, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. And I mean, most other toys, like I have to force myself to get off.
1: Mm. Okay. It was definitely the circular motion.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a crazy motion for me. Um, mm. And then, my second favorite would probably be those, like, miniature bodies that are kind of like oh yeah mm-hmm. sleeves that have, like, the vagina and the anus and the tits and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have one that's really good, but I just got another one that's bigger. It, it, it's like a curvier girl uh, version.
2: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm a fan of curvy girls. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to trying that one out. I just haven't had a chance to use it yet. Um, right. But I feel like that will replace the older one just because (laughs) Mm. it has more weight to it. And it feels more realistic. Yeah. I mean, it's shaped like a Kirby girl. So it's got the booty and it's like
1: twice the size as the other one.
0: Yeah. And and it has that that ridge like where the thighs and like the butt kind of meet like in the front. Okay, And it has that like dip in the the bulge Mm -hmm. there. Ugh, that's like okay.
2: <laughs>
0: so, oh that's like my jam So that's amazing um, and then my like all time go to of course is the toy that's sitting next to me
1: oh <laughs> I was like man he's going for a third one I'm like what what other toy does he have you're like, like what it's is you it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be you my dear
1: I'm so glad Aww. I'm your, your next toy to choose for.
0: Well, I mean, you're my all-time <laughs> favorite toy, but yeah, you know, for one that I can buy, those other ones would be the top of my list.
1: I got you. I guess you can't buy me. <laughs> you, you just have me.
0: Yeah, it, it's more like a lease for you. <laughs> it's a lease. <laughs> <laughs> a very expensive. That's so one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's well worth it.
0: It is worth it. I wouldn't trade you in for anything. Aww. I, I may I, I may add more of you, but well,
1: yeah, just one.
0: <laughs> but I won't trade in. <laughs> okay.
2: Aw, that's so nice. I love it. I love that. So, do you guys keep this secret from your family and friends, or do some of them know your lifestyle?
0: Um. Well, some of our family knows.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: And all of our friends know. Yep. Because okay. we don't have vanilla friends. And
1: some mm. of our vanilla friends became the un-vanilla type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they switched over. But yeah, we, we might have had something to do with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's awesome. We have a very hard time having vanilla friends.
1: We do. Just because, mm, I mean, yeah. our
0: life is ingrained in this. I mean, yeah. we've been yeah. ethically non-monogamous for going on 10 years. Um, right. We're both content creators, you know, so we do yeah. mm-hmm. OnlyFans and Fansly and all that crap. So yep.
1: And then we have the, the podcast that's been yeah. going out for over a year. And, like, we talk about so much and, you know, basically our whole life is out there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think we really hide anything.
0: No, I mean, and it's not like we hide anything from our family. It's just... If they don't ask, we don't tell.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh, right, that's that's the right. way.
0: <laughs> but I mean, like my yeah, mom just don't knows, talk about it. and she makes some of our tumblers mm-hmm. and stuff like that because mm. she's into crafting and all that.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, oh, nice. <laughs> she actually made my one tumbler, and it has like a BDSM like logo on the front where it's like this. Uh, it's like a silhouette of this girl, and she's got the whole like tied up boobs and this garter on the bottom, mm. where like it almost looks like the strap on ring would go,
0: <laughs> and okay. like it has
1: flowers around it too. <laughs> and she That's didn't awesome. even ask a single question about it. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> her I love
2: whole that
0: thing kind of support. Yeah, I mean, like her whole thing is, "I'll make whatever you want me to make." She's like, "I just." don't care what you're doing. Like, yeah. <laughs> just That's don't good. tell me the details. Yeah, She's like,
1: just don't tell me I'll make it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that kind
2: of support of people in your life. Cause yeah, I've heard other stories where people are just, they lose people on their life or they lose family members or whatever, you know, like if your per- the person is still the same person. So it's yeah. just really sad when you hear that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And where we live now, uh, cause we moved to Alabama about three years mm-hmm. ago from Pennsylvania. Um, mm. Things are much more reserved down here. So oh, okay. which
1: has been a big struggle for us to right. find not only like other couples to get to in touch with and hang out with, but even in like mm. the poly realm, oh, yeah. it's There's, been so hard.
0: We've dated one woman. Yeah. Since one. we've been down here
1: and we've, it's been three years.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Which yeah. is crazy because up in Pennsylvania. Oh, man. I mean. <laughs> There's
1: so much. <laughs>
0: we could pretty much have our pick, you know, at any time. Yeah. And down here, we can't even make friends because we don't go to church three times a week.
1: Yep, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> so it's definitely been <laughs> totally a big adjustment.
1: culture. It is.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how long we'll stay in Alabama, um, mm-hmm. but like I also don't want our daughter to grow up where she has to hide who she is yeah be a
2: restrictive area yeah Yeah, i can understand
1: that and that's kind of how i feel like it is down here because i feel like there's a lot of closeted uh i'm going to say the word freaks and i mean this in the sweetest way but that's how i feel is how they are because they do go to church three times a week but i feel like behind doors they are the mm-hmm. ones that are having the dirtiest, raunchiest sex, but they will not talk about it to anybody but to their spouse. <laughs> but they will, right. like, they'll go to church then and be like, oh, we're the, like, the perfect family, which you still are, regardless. Like, you can have your freak flag fly, you know?
0: Yeah, right. I mean, like, right. I don't even think that they're actually doing it behind closed doors, but I think they think it a lot.
2: Oh, right. They might think it and not do it. They're, they're, they want to.
0: Right. Because yeah. the women down here are like, they do what they have to do to get the man, and then it's very mm. Southern relationship-like. Yeah. They don't have sex unless it's to have kids.
2: Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean... I'm <laughs> like, that's a sad way to live, I gotta say. It, well,
0: it yeah. really is. I mean, like, I couldn't do it. But I think no. that's also why there's there's so many cheaters down here, too.
1: Yes. Uh, Ah yes, Mm -hmm.
0: and you can see it like if you just go around town oh yeah like you know who's married to who down here Uh and you're like oh that's That's that that car shouldn't be there you know (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) like what car is that
0: but yet they'll go to church three times a week and Mm -hmm. you know people like us that are open about you know having multiple partners and swinging and all this stuff
1: we're basically shunned
0: yeah i mean we're the devil
2: yep that's so messed up, isn't it? Like, it what is. is that?
0: Well, it's, in my opinion, it's just jealousy because they want to be doing that. But they're not allowed. But they right. can't. Yeah. You know, it's but, not. I mean,
2: even if you want that, you don't have to, like, be, like, cruel to other people and cut them down. I just don't get that part, I guess.
0: Well, they have to do that because that's the society down here.
1: Yeah. Like, they yeah. all will follow the same kind of thing and, you know, they have their own culture in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, even though, like, say one church, there's probably at least three or four people in that church that are cheating on their spouse with somebody else in that church. Yes. But. Mm. If, you would be
1: rich if you could bet money on that.
0: But if they come <laughs> across somebody like us, that whole congregation is going to be like,
1: devils. Yes. You know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I, I hate that kind of stuff. I just, I'm just just so, it's just so low and just.
0: Yeah, I mean we're not going to stop being who we are, but right. like we also don't go around like advertising either. No. I mean, right. but like if we were dating a woman together, I have no problem going out in public mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the two ladies and, you know, holding both their hands or giving them both a kiss in public. Like I don't give a shit. Go ahead and say something right. to me, you know?
2: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm.
0: Cause I have a bad temper and I'm probably not the one you want to say something to.
1: But, like, see, like, that's nice that, like, you would be able to get away with that. And, like, for me, I don't care if I were to go out with either our girlfriend or just my own girlfriend and we were holding hands or, you know, kissing or whatnot, but I know the backlash that will happen because of the location that we're in.
0: Yeah. So it makes it really hard. That pisses me off, too, because I don't want you to feel unsafe or... You know, anything like that, just because you're with somebody, you know, that the people down here don't agree with. Yeah. Like, you should be able to go out, have a good time, do whatever you want to do, and nobody should say a word to you.
1: Right. Like, mind your own business. Yeah,
2: <laughs> But, yeah, like, but yeah, their judgment is, they, they feel like they have to, like, spread their judgment all over you, which is just lame. Yeah.
0: It really is. And, you know, hopefully because the South is about 20 years behind everybody else. So mm. we probably have about 10 more years before it's more acceptable down here. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like the coasts are, are pretty more open. And then mm-hmm. as you go inward, cause I'm in the middle, it just gets more and more restricted and people are freakish, just kind of
0: like you're talking about the closet freaks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The freak is still there. See, that's the, that's the interesting part. The freak part is still there. It's just in the closet.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. And I'm looking forward to a time when people don't have to have a closet. Yeah. You right. Know, mm-hmm. They can just be who they are. And even if somebody doesn't like it, they're just going to go about their day because it doesn't involve them.
2: Yes. <laughs> right. Right. And that's the way it should be. Absolutely. I would love to hear a little bit more about you both. You said you both do content creation. So what is it that you do?
1: So I do um, adult content. So I will do solo videos of myself um, masturbating. And I will do also collabs. I have obviously quite a few with Pedro because, you know, he's a willing body and he's right there next to me. Um <laughs> So we've done quite a few together. I have some with some girls as well. And I'm expanding on my, I guess, Your boy niche. boy girl, yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing a lot more of the boy girl. Um, mm-hmm. And I want, I have like a whole list of the guys that are meeting my criteria. And mm. I would like to, you know, find the guys that are that average look and the average size cock as well. So Mm. I'm looking Mm -hmm. for six inches or less because one, they're a dick that I can ride in any position and as hard as I want. And they're not going to break me. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) The bigger cocks are
1: not what I'm looking for. (laughs) So, um, it's been a little tricky to find them, but, I'm still going to keep going and through and, like, trying to find these collabs with these guys. Um, and then I'll be posting those up on my uh, Fansly. And some of them will go to OnlyFans because you can only post certain things. And a lot of it gets kind of censored and banned on there. So, like, I have to do, like, my scort videos on Fansly only because it's a bodily fluid. And OnlyFans will take it down.
2: So, Fansly is a little bit more willing yes. to
1: accept... Yeah, For fansly and their scope.
0: Yeah, yeah, like in my opinion, Fansly is probably the best amateur site. Yes. Um, mm,
2: okay. Mm-hmm.
0: the The platform itself is a much better website build than OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Like OnlyFans is mm-hmm. like twenty years old, and yeah. Fansly is modern. You know, and it allows mm-hmm. you to have multiple tiered subscriptions, so you can yep. have free content on the same page that you can have a $5 subscription, a $10 subscription, a $30 subscription, Mm -hmm. and just put different content for each tier, Mm -hmm. all in one place. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. we can't post any of our BDSM type scenes on OnlyFans. So if I have any impact play, which is part of the videos that I make, I can't Mm -hmm. put them there. So they'll end up going on my Fansly instead, and my mini vids too.
0: Yeah. and for me, um I obviously do some solo stuff. Um, I used to be much bigger into the solo side of things um, like a year or two ago, and like my main uh, a fan base was buying gay men mm-hmm. and mm. they loved you. I was doing really well, <laughs> but the problem that I had was you know not being by some yeah. of the requests that I would get. I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. You know, like, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. not for me. Mm-hmm. And I just got really burnt out from taking all these requests and trying to figure out a nice way to say, hey, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, so I kind of stopped and took a break, but now I'm getting back into it where I'm going to focus more on um, the boy-girl collabs and, mm-hmm. like, the male-female males and... um like the group play scenes and I'm also trying to get into the interracial scene because mm, okay, like I love all women of different uh, races and ethnicities. Mm-hmm. And especially like for black women, like I love the contrast just mm-hmm, like
2: yeah. everybody
0: mm-hmm. does with the black guys and the white girls.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
0: But I feel like white guys with black women I think is way under, Um,
1: like undervalued and appreciated.
0: There's not nearly enough of that content. Mm -hmm.
1: I will say I have watched some porn where it has been obviously a white girl and a black guy. You've been seeing it for what decades? Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. do anything anymore for me. And I don't, maybe there's other people that are like that too, where it doesn't really have the same effect as it used to. But when I see Mm. a white guy with a black girl, I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Like, I almost feel like that same vibe that you would have had in the beginning where it was a white girl and a black right. guy. That's the kind of vibe I feel like you get.
0: Well, and I think yeah. it's because mm-hmm. a lot of black women, I mean, they, that they really do try to stay within their race. I mean,
2: yeah, even mm-hmm. when
0: they date and marry, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like the right. black men have no problem going outside of the race, but black right. women feel like either they can't or they don't want to. Mm -hmm. So it just translates down into porn where you hardly ever see a black woman with a white guy.
2: It's less. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And I want to help change that because I mean, I love black women and Hispanic women and, uh, you know, Asian women. I love them all. So, (laughs) and I feel like my, uh, my skills are adequate enough to make up for the lack of dick that they may be used ah. to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause like I have a lot of uh, content creator friends and the majority mm-hmm. of them are black men, you know? Okay, so, yep. so obviously I'm the small guy.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: But you know, I don't let that bother me because mm-hmm. I mean, I know, yeah, I'm a white guy. I'm like seven inches, but right. I have women that, you know, come back for seconds and thirds and, you know, they can't mm-hmm. wait till I'm in a certain area cause they want to play. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> that tells me I'm doing something right. That and, oh yeah. And that I belong in that space with those other guys.
1: I remember we were at an, a recent event and like the next day, everybody was talking about walking past our room and what all had gone down. And, it was like, oh, did you hear Pedro? Oh,
2: nice. That's awesome.
1: It was. I was like, yeah, that's my man. He was getting that's it. That's my man.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it's fun and stressful at the same time to be, um, like, not one of those big dick guys.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, because there is a lot of female talent that will not work with a guy that's under a certain size.
2: I bet. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's just a little tricky trying to find the right people to work with and um, that will value your work, you know, the same way that you do theirs.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's kind of mm. like the struggle that I have being on the end of looking for something on the smaller side because they're just not very much advocating that they're there. Right. In that same space that I'm also in,
0: yeah. Because mm-hmm. Tink has the opposite problem, where she has you know a million mm. big dick guys, yeah, bombarding yeah. her daily, you know about uh, doing uh, collabs and stuff, mm-hmm. and she has to be like, "Sorry, I'm not looking for that."
1: Yeah, like I find them. <laughs> you know, you might be really handsome and you're really sweet, but I'm looking for that smaller dick, and it does something more for me, like. Like, I can look at a big deck and be like, okay, that's a big cock. Cool. But when I see, like, the six inches or less, or even, like, seven inches, like, around Pedro size, I get so horny and so turned on at the sight of it. Like, it's just, like, in my brain, it just is like, I need that, like, now. (laughs)
2: And do you think that's because, like you said, you you can do all these different positions and you can just do so much more than you can with a big monster?
1: I think so. And then, like, mm-hmm. there's that also, like, I can easily get broken because after having mm-hmm. a child, things have changed. So over the sure. years, there's definitely not as much dilation that is occurring in certain angles, even Pedro will break me for a couple days days, sometimes a week, depending on how hard we were mm-hmm. fucking. So mm-hmm. yep. I don't want mm-hmm. to have that happen with somebody else. So I know mm-hmm. I get super excited with somebody else that is going to be smaller than him because I know I'm not going to get hurt because I can put myself at any position and I'm still good. Right. Right. Yeah. Because that makes sense.
0: She loves to fuck like a porn star. I do. I mean, like <laughs> If we have like just that okay we're going to bed sex mm-hmm. you can definitely mm-hmm. tell the difference in her energy versus <laughs> ah, like a Saturday okay. night where you know we get up to the bedroom at like 9 o'clock at night and uh-huh. it's on <laughs> you know like that's a totally <laughs> Total different, different thing
1: yes it is <laughs>
0: but unfortunately those are the nights that she gets broken usually
1: <laughs> that is very oh, true as well sure. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, I don't
1: think about that at the time
0: (laughs) for me, you know, as her husband, like when she goes to look for these guys to do collabs with, like, I'm hoping that she can find somebody that is in that, that range that won't break her because the, the more she's comfortable and having fun, the better her content is going to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, where if she's with somebody like my size or bigger, you can tell, like, just watching her, she's very timid.
1: Yeah, because I know, I'm like, oh, that's going to get too close to we're going to have a bad time.
0: (laughs) Right, but with somebody smaller. And that might impact
1: relations between you two as
2: well, right? Like, if you get broken, as you say, uh, it might impact how you two can play. right? Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, like, there's certain Mm -hmm. guys in the swing lifestyle that we've been around for a long time, and, you know, if she wants to play with them, Like, I don't care. I'm not going to stop her. Mm -hmm. But I leave it up to her to be like, okay, is this one night going to be worth being broken for a week?
1: Yeah, because, like, I have to kind of determine, you know, because I know it could be broken from anywhere from minimum of three days to a max of, like, a week. So I have to be like, okay, "Okay, so did I get enough Pedro Dick to make this stick worth it? Or do I need to balance this out a little bit and maybe just do like a soft swap with the guy because I still really like him. And I still want to play with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. When right. it makes me feel bad, like <laughs> as her partner, because like, I don't want her to have to be like choosy like that, you know, yeah. because when she likes somebody, she likes somebody.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm.
0: like, you can tell it kind of hurts her feelings when she finds yeah. out like someone that she's really been digging you know, has this like nine or 10 inch cock Yeah, and she's just like, fuck. Yeah. There's, you know? a, there's
1: a little bit of that letdown side of just, uh, okay. yeah.
0: It's you know, like, so I was not
1: prepared for that.
0: It hurts like right. my daddy feelings, Aww. you know, <laughs> because I, I love seeing her have fun, you know, and enjoy herself. I
2: love that attitude because you don't find everyone in this world that's like that with their partner. You really don't. So no. I love seeing that in you too. I think that's just amazing.
0: Well, I appreciate it. I mean, cause that's, that's why we do this. I mean, the whole mm-hmm. compersion aspect of it, you know, yeah, is yeah. <laughs> the most important part because if she wasn't enjoying mm-hmm. it, I'd like, be like, like, why are we doing this?
2: Right. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly.
0: You know, and like, I want her to have the best time that she can have with whoever she's playing with, whether it's a guy or a girl or whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. the more fun she has, the more fun we have. Do you guys ever have
2: jealousy? Like, does that ever creep in for you or is that like not as a non thing?
0: That's more of her thing.
1: Yeah, that's definitely more of a me thing. He does not get jealous at all. And my (laughs) my jealousy is more of and this is kind of what we or I have kind of figured out over time is that I get super, super eager to have him again because like i either got to witness Mm. him you know fucking another girl and you know giving her a really good time and making her come over and over again and i'm just like okay, I kind of want that. Or like I, I watch like her that. sucking <laughs> his cock and it makes me jealous because I'm like, well, I'm going to suck his cock. I'm like, I want to do it like that All too. Right. So mm-hmm. like it's just those things, but it's not, it's not like a negative jealousy. And I think it's just one of those, like I'm dying to just get back with him. And we've mm-hmm. kind of learned too, what's working for us in our new dynamic is doing more of like a hot husband where mm. he can go, mm-hmm. you know, find a lady or she can, or I can set it up too. And they can go have fun. He can come back and tell me all about it while we're reconnecting because that—that nice. that is something right there that makes me so turned on. I'm like, like there's there's no jealousy at that point. I'm just like, okay, you you did what now with her? Like, okay, huh? And then can, can you show me this? <laughs> like you you That's you awesome. bent her over the bed, like how?
0: <laughs> yeah, she really gets into that reclaiming aspect of things. God, I
1: love reclaiming. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep.
0: you know, like for me, if if she were to hot wife, I don't have that reclaiming kink. Oh, so you
2: don't. Okay, but she does. She right. has a reclaiming. kink. I do. She don't. has
0: it. God. So. Like, if she plays with a guy in, like, a hot wife scenario, I want her to have a great time, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to fuck her afterwards.
1: Yeah. Oh, interesting. (laughs) He's like, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I'm like, I mean, I'm not taking it the the wrong way. It's just a little bit different because I am so, like, hardcore about reclaiming his cock. Mm -hmm. So when he's like, I mean, I don't really need to fuck you when you come back. I'm like, oh,
0: like, okay. <laughs> See, I, I've always been like this, though. I I don't like being second or third yeah. with anybody.
2: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The only time I'm okay with it is if, like, we're with a group of really close friends.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and, like, say she goes off with one of our close guy friends, and then she wants mm-hmm. to fuck. Then I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. But if it's someone I don't really know...
1: Yeah, you, you don't uh, feel, like, as, like, connected to right. the whole group to make that happen. Right, like-
0: because... And I feel like it's because of our BDSM dynamic. Yeah. You, you know, because in the swing okay. aspect, we kind of pause it. We do. So mm-hmm. when she goes and plays okay. with a guy that I don't really know, it's like I, I have to mentally reclaim her. Like she's mine again. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know, this is mm-hmm. my
0: submissive. But when she first comes back.
1: You can't really see she's, that way.
0: She's that other guy still.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. You need like time or space. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it's okay. not so much space. Like I, I'll cuddle with her, I'll kiss on her. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. but we just, just won't have sex.
1: Yeah, you'll just need like More that like time. time. Yep.
0: Yeah, okay. and after like a day or two, um, then I'm like, okay, you're my submissive again.
2: Yeah. So you kind of maybe you need to kind of, like you said, maybe you need to mentally connect with her or on a different level other than sex before you go back to the sex. Correct. Yep. Yep.
0: Okay. That's how I it. feel about it. where her like. <laughs> My dick could be just coming out of the other woman. And she's like, (laughs) give me that fucking cock now. Now
2: it's mine. Yeah. (laughs) Yep.
1: That's me.
0: Yeah. So it's like a complete yin yang. We are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's fun. And that's what makes our dynamic, you know, so enjoyable because we are so different. Yeah. And we've learned Mm to make it work for us.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the, that's the whole thing. It has to work for both people. And you have to get into that kind of groove and figure things out. But you still need to keep communicating because, yeah, like we talked about earlier, there's always changes happening or new things being tried.
0: Oh, yeah. We love trying new things. Yeah. E- even mm-hmm. if it, like, doesn't end well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we still want to try it just to see what, yeah. like, if it ends up being something Let's we like. Just try
2: it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep. I mean... Because if you don't try it, you'll never know. So you might, might as well get it over with. And if it sucks, okay, we're not doing that again.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. Then you're done. Yeah.
0: But if it's great, then we're like, okay, add that to the list.
2: Yep. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about your podcast. Do you have guests on, or is it more of you two just talking about your life and what you do? Uh, I it, haven't listened yet, but it's so mainly, what do you
0: do usually? It's mainly just us two. We would love okay. to have guests on, but... It's mm-hmm. just so hard because we never record at the same time. Never. Because we have a seven year old. Um,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So we have had uh, probably like five or six guests on over the course of like a year and a half. Um, but okay. it's us two. We start out with the same format um, every week. It's the pre intro, which is basically us just talking shit to each other. <laughs> and we play the intro music and then. We get into the first topic, which is always swinging, yes. because okay, that's the biggest audience is swingers.
2: Okay, and yep. mm-hmm.
0: we will talk about anything and everything that involves swinging, um, and then we will go into the uh, polyamory segment <coughs> where we talk about mm-hmm. er- everything polyamory and uh, sometimes how it you know it is affecting us at the moment, um, and then we do the kink and BDSM segment. And we used to do a fun segment every week at the end where it would just Mm -hmm. be like, Mm -hmm. like a fantasy thing, or we would do like a spin the wheel of kink, you know, and Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. we would say, Hey, would you do that? No, I wouldn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, She would do uh, toy reviews live. Yes.
1: Oh yes. Okay.
0: And Mm -hmm. we also
1: did that. It's not a sex toy as well.
0: Yes. And we have a segment called. That's not a sex toy. Where she uses like things. A pillow, <laughs> not a sex a- toy. We anything in a pillow. Yeah, a- anything yeah. and everything that's not a sex toy. You know, she will use. Um, it is
1: a sex toy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It became a sex toy.
0: But recently, we've gotten a couple episodes taken down on Spotify.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: And so now, unfortunately, Dang. we kind of are cutting out some of the more fun, fun segments. And mm, okay. leaving that for the podcast Fansly page.
1: Yeah. Got so it. like, Check. yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm.
0: We'll record that separately and put it up on Fansly so that, you know, people can still enjoy it. It's just going to yeah. cost a little bit of money, um, which I, I hate to do that, but we can't lose Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> That's Whoa. like our biggest platform. No, you can't. Platform.
2: So, on Fansly, can you actually put long audios? I've only put short audios. Oh, yeah. You can do you anything can put long you want ones on there. there. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah.
0: Because what we normally do is we will video record the episode and also do the audio. So, I'll put okay. the video on Fansly, and mm-hmm. I'll just upload the audio to all the podcasting sites. Mm-hmm. And, uh We used to have her, like, almost naked or naked.
1: Yeah, like I was wearing, like, all these (laughs) lingerie things where they were, like, see-through or, like, my boobs were hanging out because the lingerie set didn't even cover it. And I can't do that anymore. So I wear covering attire.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because we're trying to to promote the show, so we have to get it on more social media and stuff. And the best way to do that Mm -hmm. is through video. Yeah. And, you know, she has to be covered. So... Unfortunately, yeah. um, she is wearing way more clothing than I would like her to.
1: I mean my skirts right. really short right now.
0: I know, but <laughs> you used to like wear nothing.
1: I know
2: <laughs> You can go and share some too they're very they totally allow nudity on Sharesome. Oh.
0: What is ShareSome?
2: Sharesome is a social media site and it has it's it flat out has everything sex on there naked people, people fucking. I'm on there, I'm not naked on there, I'm not fucking on there, <laughs> but I am on there. Um, is, but I, I just post, like, my my books and my audiobooks and my podcast, and what? yeah, you should check it out uh, share some.
0: Is there they a, totally a uh, pretty to, big community on there? On there
2: um, I'm not sure, and for me, it's kind of hard to tell how much interaction I get from it, but I figure all I have to do is save what I'm posting to one social media website and then i just paste it on it share some it's easy you know what i mean like yeah. if, if i do it all in one pop i also started doing this thing where i like well will like save a tweet or something in my notes and then i'll post it i'll post it to all my sites and then since it's in my notes i can go back and do it again gotcha in a future date that's like easy yeah you know that's like easy to keep reposting the same shit or you can like change a few words if if you know sometimes these social media sites say like oh that's the same post you can't do that And mm-hmm. you just change a few words and then there you go huh. make it easier on yourself to post to social media that's how i do it
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that's the toughest part about all this is the social media aspect
2: mm-hmm. it is I mean, it, it is that's where all of the work
0: job.
1: goes
2: yeah yeah, and then they get mad at you, and they reduce, like, right now I'm pretty reduced on Twitter across all of my three accounts compared to what I used to be, but, you know, that's all up. It's a stupid, uh, what's his fucking face? Elon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what's the name Elon, anyways? What kind of fucking name is that?
0: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I think I it's... like pick on <laughs> I think it's, like, the, it, it, it's the government, really, because they passed all those it laws is. for, um, like, yeah. the the child trafficking stuff, which is affecting the porn industry.
1: Right. Because you're falling into the sex work stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The the payment. Oh yeah. That processing is the big thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It sucks so bad. I mean, but we just have to keep finding new ways to, you know, get our content out there and to promote. And, you know, maybe one day we'll have a really big show, but for now, like we're happy with what we're doing and, uh, as long as people are listening, you know, we're going to keep doing it.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: absolutely.
1: And we have plans for, you know, the space that we do have to kind of create it more so that we kind of feel like we are in our said studio and we have like the look that we want. Um, yep. and we'll get there.
0: Yeah. Eventually we just have to save up some money cause none of that is cheap.
1: No, but I got the carpeting.
2: No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: We love doing this stuff and, you know, anytime that we can help other content creators, like whether it's, you know, like adult work or podcasts or anything like that, we want to do what we can because we know how hard the struggle is. I mean, we've been doing this a year and a half and it's, it's fucking hard.
2: It is hard, you know, and it's just constant, you know, like I, I post mine in so many places. It's crazy. It really is. But I also look at it as this way. The more you have places you have it in, the more people you may reach, the more staying power you have because it is in so many places.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're kind of blessed and cursed to be (laughs) really close friends with the largest podcast in the swing space. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so that can kind of be a kick in the ball sometimes Yeah, because like like Mm -hmm. in conversation, like they'll say what their weekly downloads are
1: Ah, and we're like, we don't want to know.
0: And it's like, (laughs) we don't even have that many downloads total, you know?
1: (laughs) Mm, Right.
0: And we've been doing this a year and a half, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, they have been doing it five or six years now and, you know they've paid their dues and it's a great show but um it's just really hard when all your fans are like you know their show and your show are are two favorites and
2: (laughs) right you're like
0: okay thank you that's awesome but i wish everybody else would say that because our downloads don't show it
2: (laughs) yeah right oh i know that's such a struggle
1: and we always like we have some weeks where we're like oh this is a really really good show and it doesn't have those numbers to show that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then like a show that we're like, eh, it was okay. We'll get like more downloads than the, the best, best show. Yeah. You know. So that's it really kind is of unpredictable frustrating. sometimes,
2: isn't it? Like, it's is very see is. Some unpredictable friends in line too. But it is sort of unpredictable. Where like sometimes I'll be like, oh, this isn't going to do well, and then boom, it's like huge, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's yeah. that's usually how it works for us. Like on a show that we're just like, well. We at least got it done, you know,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> and, it, and it has
0: like way more downloads than one that we're super excited to release.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had that kind of thing too, where I just totally expect it like, oh, is this is going to do amazing. This is great. And yeah, and it, it just it's like, is no. a miss somehow. Yeah. And I don't
1: know why. Right. That's that the happens. thing. We don't know either. We're like, what? The worst why? part is
0: like the ones that we don't think will do well. We don't even really promote. no and the ones that we think are going to do great, we'll we'll plaster that everywhere. Yeah. And it won't get half the numbers that the one we thought was going to suck. Yeah. did.
1: That's what doesn't make sense either.
0: So it's like no promotion, we thought it sucked and it does great. And the one we thought was great <laughs> that we promoted the shit out of fell on its face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Every time. It's unpredictable. It's so unpredictable. That's the thing that we can predict is the ones that we're like, oh, this is a good one. We know it's not going to end up. I'm just going to start
0: saying, yeah, our show sucks. Don't listen to it. (laughs) And then maybe that'll like reverse psychology, everybody (laughs) into listening
2: right exactly so if
0: you're listening to this show don't listen to the kitchen sink e and m and kink podcast because it fucking sucks don't do it don't
1: do (laughs) it you have to listen to this opinionated asshole yeah yeah well
0: and that's the thing that you know a lot of our listeners love is because i don't sugarcoat anything no
1: you don't not Not at all right
0: i mean i I even tell people look this is going to piss you off i don't fucking care
1: yep that's it you know
2: I love that. You know, it's confidence. You you know, oh, yeah. the, the confidence is and
1: confidence is sexy. You know what I'm saying? It is.
0: Oh, yeah. I have, a, I have a lot of female fans, which is surprising. Mm-hmm.
1: Really? You yeah. find that surprising? You I are a very handsome man.
0: I do find it. Surprising. Yeah,
1: that's not surprising. No, no.
0: But I'm no. very opinionated and a lot of women shy away from that.
1: Apparently not. Mm. If you've got lots of fans.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's my delivery.
1: Yes. Mm. You execute very well.
0: Because I am I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong.
1: No.
2: Uh, like if, see that's a good that's a good quality.
0: If somebody can prove to me that what I'm saying is complete bullshit, I will apologize <laughs> and, you know, say I was wrong. It doesn't happen often, but I, I will do it if the need arises.
1: <laughs> if the need arises <laughs>
0: This yes. has been
2: so amazing. I think we went way longer than we were supposed to, but I had a damn fun, good time.
0: I did, too. It was, this was great. It was really fun having somebody else ask us questions for yes. us. Like, oh, that I was a blast. That. Because normally we're the ones that have to, like, Put drag each other on the information side. out of other people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if we have guests, and it's right. like please just work with us, you know? Yes. <laughs> so,
2: well, I should send you guys some names because I have some people that I've interviewed that probably would be great on your show.
0: Oh, we'd oh, love yeah. that.
1: Yeah. We would definitely yeah, for sure. love to have them.
0: And we're we going to have to balls. definitely do something about our damn internet. I don't, uh, I'm going to have to call yeah. them tomorrow because... <laughs>
1: know. You know, it
2: still says that on my computer. Really? It says that your bandwidth is low. Which is wow. crazy because... It still cause says the same message.
0: We have full bars on the Wi-Fi. Like on my laptop. I don't
2: understand that. And why would it be telling me that here? Like, I would think I could see if it's telling me my bandwidth is low.
0: Right. Right. But it's
2: saying your bandwidth is low. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, hopefully our audio is coming through clear and not choppy.
1: Oh, I hope so.
2: Unnerved. It is. It okay. is. There's been some crackles, but I I have a dude I can pay that will get the crackles out. So I'll probably Ooh. pay him. I don't know the crackles. I think it's my I think it's my stupid new laptop that's giving me these crackles. It oh. happened on another interview I had too. Did you guys hear yeah. crackles ever?
0: No, we no. haven't heard any crackles.
2: Okay, so I'd it it's my side. I don't know what the fucking crackles is, but it's annoying.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, but before we're using our Roadcaster Pro. With our mm, okay, our like studio mics and stuff. So
1: mm-hmm. it's been pretty clear. I haven't really heard
2: anything. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you sound really clear. Except I hear crackles sometimes. So it must be on my side.
0: Are you using headphones? A I am. Like wired headphones.
2: Wired headphones, yeah.
0: It's but probably I've had them cord. for a long
2: time, so I'm wondering if they're like getting old yeah, or something. Like
0: it's probably your cord. I've had, um, because if there's I, a loose wire, my cord. Yep. Mm. It'll i will just get one
2: because I do audiobooks too. And I, so I do a fair amount
0: of audio. Yes, I listen and, to some of them. But
2: what's weird is I don't hear the crackle when I'm doing, when I'm recording an audio book. It's just been in interviews.
0: Hmm. That, that is interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe you're moving around a little bit more during interviews. Yeah,
1: probably. Maybe. Yeah, that's that way. True. And then if it is a loose wire, just that little bit of movement yep. will make it crackle. That's
0: all it takes is just a little head movement. You know, if, if it's at like the earpiece end. Mm hmm. Or if it, it, yeah. it could be the plug that goes into your computer, if right. uh, the rings are kind of worn out on the plug, it's mm-hmm. not making a good connection. So any little movement will, like, make it kind of, like, ground out, It'll like, zink, zink,
2: Right. It's like a crackle. It's like a crackle, and then it goes away. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. what it sounds like.
1: <laughs> He's <laughs> well, like, I just diagnosed it.
2: I, I want to keep talking to you guys, but I know you guys probably have to get to bed or whatever, but... Uh, Why don't you tell us where everyone can find you, all your media, social media sites, your website, if you have, do you have a website or just have, just have the, uh, yeah. Okay. And your podcast and anything else you want to say, any advice or last things you want to say that you did not get to mention.
0: Okay. Well, I will start out with advice for people who may want to get into uh, an alternative lifestyle, like whether it's ethical, non-monogamy kink or BDSM, do your research. Um, there is tons of books on Amazon. There's thousands of podcasts. Um, I'm not saying that ours is the best, but we do cover a lot of from newbie to veteran stuff. Um, there's so many other podcasts that are great. Um, Just find one that works for you that you want to continue to listen to and learn from. Um, And don't pigeonhole yourself into, like, one group of influencers. You know?
1: Like, branch out.
0: Yeah. There's a big, wide world out there. There's more than one, like, group of swingers out there. And as far as kink and BDSM, really do your research and vet people. You know, don't just take their word that they're a dominant or a submissive, really get to know Mm. them, ask people that they know, you know, to talk to them because this is very serious. Like when you start doing stuff, you know, impact play, breath play, stuff like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. you could get seriously injured. So you want to make sure that whoever you're going to be getting involved with is a reputable person. So that's my advice for the alternative lifestyles.
1: I have one other one that is most important of all, and it goes throughout every single lifestyle that we've talked about. So the swinging, the polyamory and the kink and BDSM, and that is communication. That is super important, and it does transfer through all of those because when you're going into the swinging, you're going to want to need to communicate with your partner. You have to express your feelings and things that come up that upset you or that you really liked or didn't like. And then if you venture into polyamory, it's going to be the same thing. Whether you're sharing a girl together or you're having you know, a full-on throuple well that would be basically having a girl but if you have like a relationship with another couple and that's you know your quad you're going to need to communicate everywhere in all different aspects and definitely with the bdsm like Pedro was saying it's very important to be vetting so you are going to need to discuss all these things talk about what you're looking for and what you're not looking for and that is basically key and as well another c consent (laughs) always consent yes
0: That was part of, you know, the whole doing your research stuff, but I'm glad that you brought that up. Okay. Thank you. Um, And if you want to find more of Tink and myself, uh, you can listen to our podcast anywhere that you get your podcasts, except for YouTube because they hate us. Um,
2: (laughs) Oh, me too. But I got on there the fourth time. Fourth time.
0: Our podcast is The Kitchen Sink, E-N-M, and Kink Podcast. Uh, our website is ww.the kitchen We mainly uh, play around on Twitter as far as social media, and the podcast Twitter is at KSENM and Kink Pod. And Tink's Twitter is at PixieIndixie sixty nine and that is also her OnlyFans and Fansly account as well. Yes. And ManyVids, right?
1: And my many vids, yeah. Yep.
0: So that's where you can find us. Um, we're always on Twitter because Facebook doesn't like us and TikTok doesn't like us. <laughs>
2: nope. And Clapper oh, no.
0: doesn't like us.
2: <laughs> I have to be very careful on those. I'm on them, but I have to be very careful.
0: Yes. I mean, we're on them, but I don't advertise them because... I don't post yeah. a whole lot because everything I post mm-hmm. gets me banned. So yeah. and
1: I've lost mm-hmm. so many counts on TikTok. I I have definitely been like, okay, I'm gonna go elsewhere. And I'll post occasionally when I'm feeling like I'm in the mood to be fully clothed.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. They're so
1: ridiculous over there. They are they they ridiculous. Are. So They're extreme.
0: Just find yeah. us on X. I mean that's yep. the That's where we'll be. The easiest mm-hmm. place to find us. Um that's where we post the most daily content.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So it Very was awesome. a pleasure speaking with you. We really oh, I enjoyed it. had so much
2: it. fun talking to you guys. This
1: was awesome. I loved it. Thank you for getting together with us.
0: Yes. And I look forward to hearing some more of your stories.
2: I love to make stories.
1: Ooh.
0: Well, listening to them at work is, <laughs> is fun because I work like a construction job. So I drive like heavy oh. equipment. So... Mm-hmm. It's like two totally different worlds. You know, I'm listening to erotica and uh-huh. doing manly things.
1: <laughs> I wish I could listen to erotica at work. <laughs> I'll have to listen to erotica on my way home from work. Yeah. Oh, I,
2: I love to write it. It's so much fun. I have so many stories I want to tell. Ooh. It's so much fun. I,
0: I used so to many write ideas. erotica as well.
2: You did? Did you?
0: Yeah. I had oh, awesome. about 200 stories in a notebook. <gasps> And when I got divorced. Oh, they need
2: to go somewhere else, not just a notebook, right? Well,
0: my ex-wife stole the notebook when we got divorced. (gasps) No. Yeah. Yep.
2: Oh, my gosh. What a bitch. I wanted to read it so bad. What
0: the
2: fuck is up with that shit?
0: Yep. And I haven't written any. Well, I I wrote one thing on Tumblr. That was it. That was it. Mm,
2: Okay. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. What's wrong with people, all right?
0: Well, she also burned all my old photos too. Well, there was so, a lot okay, wrong with her, <laughs> so,
2: so <laughs> right? <psycho>. yeah.
0: <laughs> but that's why I mean I love reading and uh, listening to erotica. So, mm-hmm. um, hearing you narrate them is very fun.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love to hear that. I have a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> well it, it I shows playing all these
2: crazy roles too it's like so much fun i love it i just have so much fucking fun doing it you know well keep doing do. it
0: because we definitely enjoy it
1: yes
2: oh, i love to hear that <laughs> oh this has been so amazing i don't want it to end but i know it's getting late and we had such a blast but will you guys come back again sometime and chat absolutely. with me again oh, yes
0: absolutely and hopefully we we'll have that. the video situation yeah. fixed because I feel right. really bad because tank looks super hot. Oh,
2: and- I know. Well, I saw her in the beginning. She looked very sexy and beautiful. So, yes. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Next time we'll do that. I know. And I wore my my oh, fuck yeah, tank top yeah. and now nobody can that. see it. I'm like, damn oh. it.
1: That's my shirt for my show.
0: <laughs> I know. It's so frustrating. I hate technology. It yeah, is, <laughs> like I it's know. great when it
1: works, but not when it fails. Just keep it charged if you need it or just plugged in all the time or whatever. Yeah, but then you can travel with it and it will keep it charged. I mean, you always bring the battery just in case. But for wow. our small travels, like we went to New Orleans, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't really. I mean, we used it quite a bit because we recorded there. And mm-hmm. I don't think you needed to charge it at all while we were there. Nope. Dang, I wish I had known this stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, now, you know, for the future.
2: Yes. <laughs> for the future. Exactly.
0: So, yeah. It, uh. We will definitely come on again, you know, just let us awesome. know yeah. when you know, you'd know okay. you like and we can figure out what we're going to talk about next time.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I really appreciate it. And I had a
1: blast.
0: We had a blast as well. Thank you so much, Rowan.
1: Hope you have a good night.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink E&M and Kink podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us, VJ's Hotspot, The Trendy Pineapple, And also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at K-S-E-N-M and Kink podcast. That's all the major socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper, and also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansleycom slash K-S-E-N-M and Kink Podcast.